Hi, I'm Joanne Murphy and welcome to Try Talking Sport, the podium podcast for athletes, adventurers and endurance enthusiasts. Today's guest is Caroline Heffernan from Tri Lakes Triathlon Club in Toome, County Galway. The 48-year-old is a mum of two and an avid triathlete, completing numerous triathlon and sporting adventures despite being diagnosed with cystic fibrosis. Welcome, Caroline, to Try Talking Sport. I'm so excited to have Caroline Heffernan here with me today. Caroline, the last time we had a chat was beachside in Calella, the day after you completed your first ever Ironman in Barcelona last October. What an incredible achievement. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. But, you know, I mean, crossing the finish line with so many family and friends around was just absolutely amazing. And the weather helped, of course, the next day. <laughs> well, yeah, the weather on, the, was it the sun? The Monday was much nicer it was than beautiful. it was on the uh, on the Sunday. Bring us back to the start line, Caroline. What was it like starting Ironman Barcelona in 2018? Well, I had hoped it was going to be kind of a nice warm morning, but as you'll remember, it was very wet, very windy, and we were all very wet before we got into the sea. Um, looking at the sea, it was pretty scary because we had waves that I don't know how high they were, but they, they looked massive as we were getting ready. Um it was lovely. I had, there were so many people there and obviously with Iron Man being so good and inviting me up on the stage the night before, there was a lot of people there that knew me just because this is Caroline with CF that, that's at the start line. Um, but as the music started and I'd gone in for my warm up, kind of I did that on my own just to clear my head and come out and I tumbled, I'd say about 10 times getting out of the warm up and I went, oh, how am I going to get out? You know, as elegantly as you can is what you think. Um Nerves started to hit in, um, but then they played Sweet Caroline and everyone around me started singing and dancing. I went over to my family and I actually get, you know, it was just so emotional to see the flags, the CF flags. There was stories from different people that had come up to my husband and it was just, it was great. And once that, it's amazing, once the song had been played, it kind of relaxed me. So I don't know whether they knew that was the way to go or not. Um, and once I was in the queue to go into the water, it was fine. I actually really relaxed at that stage, considering the way the water is. But my poor family were in bits. My daughter walked up the beach, kind of watching because so many people were pulled out of the water. And she just kept saying, is that mom? Is that mom? So, yeah, but it was, it was really good. It was, it was fantastic uh, being there on the day. I mean, I, I arrived late after the, the swim had started, but seeing you out on the run course was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I mean to just even get to the start line was a huge achievement Yeah it was because actually the two weeks previous to that I picked up some kind of a virus and, and literally rushed myself to the hospital the Monday week before and my um, professor in Castle Bar he just went Caroline uh, it's not looking good so um, as you'll know that I did get the new drug for CF and my lung function had gone up into the 70s from 40 um, two years previous but my lung function had dropped back down so he, I was meant to go on IVs and I said no I can't do IVs. I have two weeks to Ironman. I said, you, you have to just give me orals. So he agreed um, reluctantly, gave me the meds that I needed and said, come back Wednesday week. We'll test you and see how you were going and we'll decide. Now, he knew in his heart and soul that I was going no, ma no matter what, you know. So it was, I literally complete bed rest for the two weeks beforehand. But with CF, you kind of know that um, it's difficult from day to day. You're not sure whether you'll make it. So it was very special to be there and able to, to take part. And then, of course, as the day unfolds, I mean, it gets mm -hmm. darker, it gets yeah, later. The 
rain was worse than anything I'd seen in Ireland for yeah. a long yeah. time. I mean, what was it like running down that finish line? Um, you know what? I actually felt sorry for some of the other foreign athletes that were there because they weren't used to running in wet. I mean, I was three inches of water at one stage, you know. So um, running down the finish line, though, as you asked, was just amazing. I actually missed my mom and Celia because Franny cuddled me at the end. And then I kind of just saw the finish line and just kind of went with it, even though all of my Trilex friends that had done it before said, take your time, go slow, enjoy the, enjoy it. But Paul Kay was amazing. I mean, at the end and they played Sweet Caroline yet again and you know what I mean it was just it it's it's hard to believe that it's done and you know I just get goosebumps at the I just got a few little goosebumps yeah, there it's myself just, I mean, it's just amazing yeah it is fantastic I mean the magic carpet is the magic carpet for so many Absolutely. reasons and it's not just about the 140.6 miles of racing that you do on the day it's the journey to Ooh. the start line the journey to the Ooh. finish line um, what was the most difficult part of that journey in, in the lead up to I suppose the start of Ironman Barcelona I think um Deciding whether to attempt it or not, I kind of had a lot of conversations with myself um, and until I was clear in my head that I wanted to do it or attempt it. The way I looked at it is if I put the training in, it would be a journey of good physio and I'd be one of the fittest people on the start line if it didn't happen. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the training. I, you know, I have to do physio twice a day having CF. So the exercise, you know, once or twice a day was actually benefiting me um, health-wise, even though I did get sick just beforehand. But I mean, I was really, really well for the 18 months before and I had great help. Killian Moffat actually did out my programme and um, he was really good at telling me to take breaks and, you know, understanding the heart rate and everything really did benefit me because, you know, I was feeling maybe OK, but I'd look at my watch and I'd know I had a bad night's sleep or my heart rate was elevated. So I knew that I'd have to maybe alter my week's training. So just having his knowledge and teaching me that was really good. When you say you had to do physio twice a day, I'm sure that's not the same type of physio that other athletes would do in terms of stretching and things like that what what did your physio entail oh my physio is actually clearance of my chest so mm-hmm. um after my neb- my nebulizers in the morning to open my airways i'd actually have to do breathing exercises and some clapping on my back to um clear the mucus from my chest before i'd actually exercise and did you have to do that on race morning as well before you started um i did yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. And how did you manage, you know, your energy and your nutrition on race day? Because it's quite hard to get that correct anyway. Mm-hmm. Never mind having the CF in the background always uh, ongoing. So what did you do for fueling your race on uh, on Ironman race day? Banana bread. Oh, homemade. Homemade. Brought all bread. the way from Tume. Made on the Wednesday before we travelled. Now it was a little bit stale on the Sunday. <laughs> But no, homemade banana bread, that's what I had trained on with a few gels. Now, Celia was given out because I had pocket loads of stuff on the run, but um, I can actually get sugar lows, so I needed to be balanced. So literally, I had banana bread in every pocket that I could get. So just, it's a mouthful, it's eat it, and um, I was fine, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's funny that the different strategies that, that people have um, out on the course. But more importantly, the celebrations after you cross the finish line, how long did they last for? I think they're still going. 
<laughs> Any excuse to celebrate. Um, you know, I obviously have to wear your, your hoodies and your T-shirts and, you know, people will stop you um, at our conference um, in March. Did you do that? And you should do, you know, South Africa or... So it's a great talking point, actually, you know. Um, but, you know, I think they, they still continue, you know. And um, now your mum and your sister are not listening to the podcast, OK? So just pretend they're not listening. Uh, um, so will you do another Ironman? Close your ears, mum and Celia. Um, I would love to do another Ironman, yeah. But actually, my daughter and husband have also kind of said, um, no, come on, you know. But I'm a slow and steady, um, you know. I just, I loved the discipline of it all. It was, it was really good. And I need a target because realistically, I'm quite lazy. I just need to have something to work at. And if I have, I will give it 110%. I don't think lazy would have been a word I would have used to describe you, to be honest, Caroline. Unless I have a target, yeah. You know, if I if I don't have anything to train for, like, oh, sure, will I bother? Do you know? But, yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> well, I suppose you are just off the bike uh, from yeah. uh, Mizzen to Malin, but we'll talk about that in a minute because you also won the Ollie O'Neill Inspiring um, Athlete at mm-hmm. uh, the Outsider Magazine Awards in January of this year. Something your family and your clubmates were very, very proud of. What did it mean to you to win that award uh, just a few months ago? Well, I suppose I should thank you for nominating me and for doing the article. Um, it was it was fantastic. Um, you know, I went, I t- there were so many fantastic um, people there and so many fantastic stories. Like, I genuinely was shocked when they called my name. Like, I was standing there, I no note, I even had high heels and I couldn't really walk in them. So I hadn't planned of having to walk to the stage, to be honest. Um, I know, with all the people and, you know, some of the lads, they've, you know, we've become Facebook friends and it's just amazing to hear all the stories. And look, I was very proud to be nominated. I mean, extremely humbled to have been picked. And I mean, if ever I can do anything for them in the future, I mean, I'd happily, you know, help. Well, your Mizzen to Malin adventure now, we'll go back to that for a moment, because mm-hmm. when I spoke to you earlier in the week, you said you had completed it finally on your own mm-hmm. and on your own bike. So yeah. tell me, what, what was that about? Well, I'll just correct you. We actually did it the other way around. We oh, did sorry. Malin to Mizzen. Malin to Mizzen, yeah, I always get it's harder. It's harder because of the wind, supposedly. Well, um, in... Two, three years ago, 2017, I, um, after getting Kaleidico, I started to train back on the bike and I knew I wasn't strong enough to do the full cycle. So myself, Norma and four lads, my husband, her husband and um, Tommy and Jimmy, they said that they'd pilot the tandems for us. So myself and Norma did the whole lot and the four lads alternated um, on the tandems. So I had it done, but I was very clever because I'd asked strong lads to help me. So I knew I'd do it. And then last year, um, I went back and did two of the days. So I did the second two days because I had come from Lanzarote with the club. We had gone training for Ironman. And then this year, I said, you know what, let's see if I can do it on my own bike. Because, you know, I've done it and it was a brilliant achievement to do it on the tandem. But I did have help. So I decided that I'd try it. And training was going great. And the office said, look, will you be a cycle leader? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, of the slow group. But we are now the sexy crew because I wasn't having anyone called slow in my group. Um, And then I got sick in March. And then we were away in, in February or in April. So the training had kind of eased off. So I went down with um, two other Tri-Lakes clubmates, Trace Murray and Monica Ford, were captains for me as well in obviously the faster groups because they're fantastic cyclists. So thanks, girls, for that. Um, and I had said to them, look, I'll do, if I do 50k a day and we'll work on next year. And I just got on the bike and kept cycling and got to the end. So what did you cover each day? Um, the first and last day are 170, 171. No, 
the, the middle two days are 171 is kind of the flattest part of the country and then obviously Donegal and Cork are quite hilly they were 150 each so it was 635k.75 very important <laughs> that 75 is very important very important and how's the body since because you're just a week now really yeah. from well not even a week completed but you're just kind of a, towards the end of your, your week of recovery yeah um, well I was in the hospital on Wednesday for a checkup. lung function is quite is down but I, it, they're just exhausted I mean I'm I was expecting that and they know me well enough to know that it's nothing other than exhaustion. Um, I'm sleeping very early in the evenings and the our legs were a bit swollen for a couple of days, but I've had them up the wall um, just to, to drain it off. And I actually did 20k yesterday to spin out the legs. So it's more than I did. What do they say in the hospital when they see you coming and they think, think what has she done now? Yeah. Well, they thought I was daft doing the Ironman, but very proud of me at the same time, because at least they have someone to talk about that, you know, you can do anything. And I'm a firm believer about that. So there was a couple of clinic appointments that I cycled to Castlebar and in my cycle gear, bringing my bike in to go in. And, you know, my own doctor and nurses are well used to it, but the junior doctors are kind of looking at you going, what is she doing? Like, you know, bringing a bike through that. They just, they don't, they don't understand. Yeah. But you must be such a huge inspiration, not only to other athletes mm-hmm. around you, but also to parents of kids who have CF, who are worried about their children taking part in sport and doing triathlon. I know the swimming, you can't swim in really cold water. Is it the sea or something? Or the lake. The lake, yeah. the lake you can't mm-hmm. swim in the lake. Like the, the inspiration that you provide and the hope that you provide to kids and to families who have cystic fibrosis must be immense. Yeah, we had a dad on the cycle with us last week and, you know, for him to see me out there, you know, pushing the limits, I think was really good. And he actually even said that even just to have a chat and to see that, you know, you don't get sick because you get wet if you come home and have a shower and warm up. I mean, you know, for a person with CF, the fitter your lungs are, the better. Um, and I'm always promoting exercise. And yeah, Ironman, Malintimism, they're all extreme. But, you know, I started by walking you know, um, you know, by walking a kilometre. Um, after Anna was born, which is 17 years ago now, my lung function was really low and it was literally walk, but I couldn't push the buggy. I wouldn't have had the energy. Um, you know, so Franny would walk beside me. So it's not something that I've always done. I've always swam um, a little bit, obviously not competing like Celia. So I always had a little bit of... of um, of sport, but that I think is one of the reasons I actually am so good and completely outlived my life expectancy, to be honest. And I want to go right back now, Celia, back to when you were 13, mm-hmm. because that's when you were officially diagnosed mm-hmm. with cystic fibrosis. And your mum was told at the time, I believe, that you wouldn't have a life expectancy longer than 20 years of age. Yeah, she was told at that stage that, you know, um, not to be diagnosed till I was 13 was very unusual um, because Celia actually was the sicker one of the two of us with her asthma and I actually wasn't sick at all apart from the um, you know the usual mumps and chicken pox and whatever else the normal routines um, and they did say look the fact that she's got to 13 is great but I mean 20 is really what you're looking at so it kind of changed the dynamic in our house very much you know mum said we were going to laugh every day and I still do as you know whenever <laughs> I'm around I'm giggling away with the girls And it did make a difference. You surround yourself with very positive people, you know. And then how did you get into the sport of triathlon? I know Celia has has been doing the sport for a long Mm -hmm. time and would be a big inspiration to you as well. But um, how did you eventually get dragged into triathlon? Were you kicking and screaming? Um, No, not really. Actually, it was after we did New York in 2008, myself, Celia and Norma. And it was actually Norma that said she'd love to do a try, a try. So we went to Loch 
so because I couldn't go into the lake because of, of um, the bugs and that, um, Norma and Celia both did the, well, Celia did the triathlon and Norma did, I think, the tri-tri. And it was just great to watch. And then I thought, I'm, I'm not a good jogger. Like I, myself and Norma, we power walk, we're really fast walkers. Um, so sure, look who we try. So we did Joey after that couple down of Limerick. years down in Limerick and you know I've even done joy when I've been on IVs and had to take out my gripper needle I've been a bit naughty at, at occasions but you know we might have to delete that bit out of the podcast yeah. in case any of the doctors are listening <laughs> no, they know they know um, if I've set my mind to do something I tend to do it no matter what uh, within reason and you've continued then to how yeah. long ago was that um, Caroline? Oh 2008 probably 2010 maybe 11 um, would that work out right? in time-wise. Yeah, about that, I'd say. And what are the biggest challenges that you face, particularly with the cystic fibrosis that a lot of the rest of us don't face in terms of participating in sport and your training and recovery? Um, Well, I suppose the fact that each morning you don't know whether, one, you've had a good night's sleep and two, whether you've picked up something the day before. So every day, you, you, I mean, you could go to bed being perfectly well and the next day get up and you feel absolutely horrid, either because you're coughing or your tummy is playing up or whatever. So I suppose you're kind of coming from the back always. Um, In relation to doing it, I'm very... Like I'm slow and steady, as I said, is my is my motto. I go to do something not to win it. And I always I always say if myself and Celia are both doing an event, she'll be the first and I'll be the last. And that's perfectly okay. It's the Courtney bookends is what I call them. So it's just to be positive about doing it and not I don't put pressure on myself. If I finish something, I'm delighted. And at the end of the day, you know, clock doesn't come into my equation at all. It's just the finish. It's just the finish. And it's training to get to the event, to participate in the event and hopefully to finish it. And thankfully, I've finished everything I've started. And the social aspect of it as oh, well is go. massive. I mean, yeah. Tri Lakes, Club of the Year 2018. Woo-hoo. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> you don't travel as individuals, you travel as a pack. We absolutely do travel as a pack. And, you know, um, training wise is awful easy when you have loads of people that will come out with you. I mean, the club were phenomenal um, last year when I was training. Particularly, I'm going to give a shout out to Orla Heenahan, who's doing Ironman Italy. Um, and I hope I can repay her back, even though I probably won't be fast enough for her. Um, she cycled with me at every occasion that she could as well as quite a few of the other teammates you know so we are like there's eight participating in Cork and the caravan is on tour basically Is that Jade and Stephanie on the way? And myself and mine and I think Emery's bringing hers so there you go So Mike Riley I'm sure will be uh, heading over to the Tri Lakes <laughs> campervan for a bit of diddly Irish Absolutely. dancing Absolutely yeah yeah practising his uh, pronunciation of Irish names <laughs> Um, in terms of balancing your training mm-hmm. your family life and cystic fibrosis on top of all of that how difficult is it or have you just gotten into a routine now where it's just become part of your lifestyle this is what I do and I make no um, apologies for it and this is what this is who I am and what I do um, I think for the Ironman I did I had tunnel vision now you have to think though I went from before I got the new drug Kaleidico I was doing four hours of treatments every day so those four hours that family life really didn't come into play because I had to look after myself because if I obviously didn't look after myself I wouldn't be able to look after the family or do whatever and I do have an amazing husband um, who does as much as possible when I was training for Ironman uh, or because of the drug I didn't have to do as much treatments so my Ironman training actually kind of fitted into my routine so I wasn't doing anything more except it was just better exercise and I have to say like every weekend 
I'd have my breakfast, as I mentioned earlier, brought to me in bed and he would have my dinner ready when I came back. It'd be like, what time are you back at? And it would be on the on the table. So only for the support of my husband and my son and daughter that were always there to do whatever was needed, um, it would have been much more difficult. Um, so nutrition and everything was sorted. But I don't make excuses because if I don't exercise, I'll get sick. So, so it, it, it has actually ooh. become a huge part of yeah. your life through yeah. necessity. Absolutely. But not only from a physical side of it, Caroline, I can imagine that from a mental and emotional side ooh. of things as well, the fact that you get to do this mm. and you can do this must be huge in terms of being a positive impact on your life. Oh, I mean, I think everyone knows that exercise that, you know, when you come back, you've got your ha- happy endorphins. But I usually train with people that I'm always very happy to see. So, you know, the social aspect, I mean, I can't imagine not going for a cycle um, with one of the girls or, you know, it just would be, it would be, I don't know, what would I do? It'd be like my arm is chopped off, you know, just for the chat and everything else. So it works on all levels. You get the the physical happy endorphins, you get the chat and the laughing from the, from the, from the guys that you're cycling with. So it's a win-win situation. And what does your average day look like now in terms of your training and your mm-hmm. family commitments? Have you a big goal left for the rest of the year or... Are you, you know, you talk about needing to have a goal to stay yeah. motivated and focused. Are you going to tell me what it is? Again, I, Celia and your mum are not listening to no, the show. No, it, it's, it's quite an easy one. I'm actually just, I'm going to do the mini marathon in Dublin um, in June, the bank holiday for CF, obviously. And um, I'm going to train. My commitment this year is to do any of Orla's long cycles with her. Um, so it's kind of to make sure that she has company when she needs it for her cycles. So I'm happy that that's enough of a commitment. Um, I do need a new challenge, though. So if anyone has any ideas and I do like to do daft things, really, you know, I need something I get my teeth in that will take a while to to work out. If there was one race or event in the world that you could do or that's on your bucket list, what would it be? Don't know. I do want to do another Ironman. Don't listen, Mum or Celia or Franny or Anna or Jane. Somewhere warm, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Heatwave in Ireland in June, I believe, is predicted for twenty twenty. Oh really? Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, so you could okay. do Ironman Ireland next year. Oh Cork, the hills. Yeah. I know what they're like. I don't do hills. So actually, if anyone has any ideas of something flat, <laughs> I could do flat. Yeah, hills really get me. Yeah, I, you know. Is that they just the me. really deep it's, breathing? It, yeah, it, it, the, it, it the is. The extra effort. Yeah, it's just, yeah, anything with elevation. Like, I could walk forever and then put me up six, the flight of stairs at home and I'd be breathless. Well, not now, but, you know, that's my first, that's my first marker if I'm getting sick that I walk my stairs to go up for whatever and I'm breathless. I know something's happening. I remember you telling me before, actually, Caroline, about how you were you were watching Celia race in Barcelona mm-hmm. and you weren't able to walk the steps mm-hmm. at the race. Yeah. And yet, was it two years later then that you... Participated. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, you know, I, I stood and watched Celia for two years and, like, couldn't really breathe very well and was struggling. So, you know, the steps from the, the sea up to the level. I mean, I would have stopped maybe about four times. Um, of course, I could use mom as the excuse, you know, the old bird beside me. <laughs> but it was really she was waiting for me because I was breathless to get up to the top. Um, and yeah, it was two years later then that I did Ironman. That's really amazing. Mm. You must be so proud of yourself. Um, are you allowed to say you're proud of yourself? No, I am. I, I'm proud of the dedication that I've shown to my family. I think to my kids that, you know, if you want something hard enough, you know, you set a goal and you try and do your best. Like I had many setbacks 
over the like whatever 15 months that I had planned for the Ironman but that's just part and parcel with life I mean no one runs through life you know without a setback and it's just to be able to pick yourself up and to move on And speaking about Franny and Jamie and Anna what do they think about all that you've achieved I mean are they seriously proud of you they must be yeah, I'm, I, I suppose if I say it now, he'll definitely have to do it. So um, at Mizzen um, on Sunday, um, Anna and Jamie surprised me. So they came up to Galway and we were in Oran Moor and it was lovely to see them. I actually was missing them which was, and they were getting on really well, which is good because you know siblings what they're like. Um, and then on Sunday they came down and I was cuddling one of the other lads, you know, not expecting to see them because they'd come down the two years previous. And all of a sudden, I won't say what I said when I was hugging and saw their face. I went, you know, I was so shocked. But on the way home in the car on the Monday, um, Jamie kind of went, God, man, maybe will I will I do it? Will I do it with you next year? If you do it, I'll do it. So I was going, right, OK, that's fine. And um, lo and behold, he um, came down, washed his bike. And it was Jamie who I cycled with yesterday for 20K. Now, there are areas of his body he didn't realise were going to be a sore. He'll kill me for saying it. But, you know, so he's hoping to do Malintimism with Mammy next year. So that'll be the first Mammy-Son combo for CF that has done it in the five years. So that'll be nice. That'll be amazing. No pressure, Jamie. No me. pressure. <laughs> and um, have you spoken to him this morning? Um, was he able to walk when he got out of bed? Do you know, he was, he was coming down to bring Anna to work and he was going to go out for 10k just to sit on the saddle. So it'll just take a little while to get the area, you know yourself, ready You, m- you might have created a monster. I he might, might overtake you. Oh, he will, no doubt. Absolutely, no doubt. Um, like, he's really strong legs. The only thing that was that was sore was, you know, saddled. The bits, the bits yeah, and pieces, the bits and that, pieces. Are, that are next yeah. to the bike. Yeah, so we would be very proud, to actually, to have him there, you know. And what about good. Anna? Has she an interest in sport as well? Not really, no. She's doing Leaving Cert next year, so she won't be doing any cycling. Um, but you never know. It's taken Jamie a few years. Like, he was a swimmer when he was younger, and from different reasons, between breaks and everything else, he stopped. So... I am gently nudging him towards triathlons because he is a fantastic swimmer and he can cycle, obviously, and he's not bad in the old running. His legs just go forever. Very good. So we might see him on the start line of, of a race in the next couple of years. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, Caroline, from your own perspective, what do you enjoy most about triathlon? What, what is it about triathlon that just excites you and inspires you to keep going and keep training? Aside from the health yeah. things, but what is it about the sport that makes it so special for you? If I'm very honest, it's the social aspect because, you know, with friends and tri lakes, they're just amazing. Um, I like the fact that it's three different sports. I mean, I just like the fact that you can get in, have a swim, you can cycle and you can jog or walk, depending. And everyone that starts on a start line has a different speciality. And I just think that's lovely to see. You know, even when you watch, you might see someone struggle in the water, but yet at the finish line, they're powering at home because they've been runners or they're fantastic cyclists. I just think it's a really good combination. You know, you don't have to be good at just one of the sports. You can be average at the three, you know, and, and do it, you know. And there's always lots of travel involved as well. I guess you get to see the world. Yeah, go where there's sun. Absolutely. You know, if you're doing an event, you must travel is kind of one of my other mottos. If you do an event, you must travel. Is that it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Abroad, preferably. (laughs) (laughs) All the Irish race directors are cursing you now, Caroline. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What was the best piece of training or triathlon advice, advice you ever got over the past couple of years when you were when you were getting involved? Um, I think you have to, well, mentally you have to be very strong. Um, 
I just think know your own ability and don't worry about anyone else's. I think people do get wound up about, you know, maybe not coming first or coming last. I, I mean, I noticed that um, with Mal and Tamizan, you know, there was a lot of people that were afraid to be the slowest in a group and that. I mean, does it matter? You know, you're not on the couch at home. Nothing wrong with being on the couch. But, you know, you just... Do everything within your own ability and give it your best. And at the end of the day, if you give something your best, I mean, who's to complain? You can't, most definitely. Well, Caroline, you're definitely a very inspiring female, a very inspiring athlete. And I'm delighted that you uh, were here to be our first guest uh, on the uh, the new podcast here. I've one final question for you. Mm. And um, it is, who inspires you in sport? Anyone that gets up and tries. You know, I I don't have any one person. I suppose initially in my head, I think probably my sister. Um, she's just she's just fabulous. But I think anyone that tries, you know, um, and anyone that helps and supports you. I I don't have one particular. I, maybe that's very bad that I don't have one particular athlete that would jump out at me as um, you know, professional wise or anything like that. I just think anyone that gets up and helps anyone else in the sport is really good. Well, thank you so much, Caroline, for joining us here on episode one of Try Talking Sport. Um, I'm sure we'll see Caroline on a start line of a race in the very near future. And I can't wait to see what ends up being that big, big goal for 2020. Thanks to Galway Bay FM for the use of their studio to record this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks also for listening to the podcast. For more info and to subscribe for free, go to www.trytalkingsport.com. Thank you.